welcome to Alligator Preserves, a weekly podcast about revealing yourself through storytelling, story reading, and story writing, but probably not story arithmetic, because that's not a thing. You just might surprise yourself with the secrets you'll uncover. Hello, curious listeners. I'm Laurel McCarg, and you're listening to Alligator Preserves. I hope you enjoyed my last episode about pets and meeting our dog Ranger and hearing about some of my other pets and my confession that perhaps I'm not the best pet owner around, but uh, I, I, I do the best I can. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about words and specifically words that you see in signs. It's called words of warning signs. But first, I'm going to start with brainstorming at the beginning of this episode today before I tell you about a most embarrassing experience I had at a campground a little over a year ago. So when I say the word sign or signs, tell me what comes to mind. Go ahead and blurt something out. Blurt it out right now. Go ahead. Do it. Signs. Warning signs. I already said that one. Vital signs. Stop. Caution. Traffic signs. Cosigns for all you, you math whizzes out there. Ooh, gives me the shivers. How about the movie signs and the parody of the movie in Scary Movie 3? <laughs> they parody just about everything in that movie. Beware of dog. Sign of the cross. Sign in. Sign out. Design, resign, signature, assignment. Ooh, I do love word scrambles. When you get a bunch of letters and you see how many words you can make out of them. I love those things. Sign, sign, everywhere a sign. Blocking out the scenery, breaking my mind. I guess I have to credit that one, don't I? Anyway, now you can look around you, and if you're at work, well, you should be working, but if you're at work and you just blurted out a bunch of weird words, go ahead and stare back at the people who are staring at you now as if you're strange for some reason. <laughs> My post. I will I will start off by telling you what happened on this most embarrassing day. I start with, I love words. I love learning new words. I love trying to determine the meaning of a new word based on the context in which I might hear or read it, after which I will open a dictionary, or ask Siri anymore, right, uh, for the definition. Please don't hate me for it. It's my job. I'm not shy about telling anyone who asks what I do that I'm an author. So my passion for words is entirely defensible. I initially wrote excusable, but found defensible, more appropriate for expressing my proclivity to wax poetic when given the opportunity. <laughs> now you just hate me, don't you? Wax poetic. Who does she think she is? I continue. Just today, I posted the following plea on Facebook, and I quote, everyone please repeat after me, I feel bad about that, and I wrote bad in caps. You don't feel badly unless you identify silk as barbed wire in a blind touch test. How many of you feel goodly about things? 
you don't. So stop feeling badly. Stop saying that you feel badly. (laughs) Our habit is to overcorrect, or so I've read in books. Uh, My father was quite the grammarian. He would correct us, us girls routinely, whether we were at the table or wherever we might say something improperly, he would correct us. So I suppose my desire to keep our ever-changing communication patterns proper is genetic. A friend recently gave me a little refrigerator magnet that says, I'm secretly judging your grammar. Of course, I may not be so secret about it anymore. (laughs) Back to my post. So you can only imagine the horror and embarrassment I felt when I committed a most heinous faux pas on a couple of levels at an RV campground this past weekend. Here's what happened. In bold print along the mirrors in the bathroom are warning signs about what you absolutely cannot do with your hair, and absolutely was in caps. I suppose the signs are necessary, what with potentially clogged sinks and power issues and such, So when I was in the stall and heard the sound of a hairdryer, I tried to think of a non-threatening way to bring my concern to the blatant rule breaker. And I, I wonder if some of you have ever been in a situation like that where you see someone doing something that you know they shouldn't do, and it's obvious that they shouldn't do it. Do you, do you confront them? Have you? I'd like to hear your stories about that. Anyway, at this point in my story, please remember my comment about reading words in context. I went to the sink next to Ms. Rulebreaker, we'll call her, and smiled at her, then stared at the sign right in front of her, then looked back at her. I said, I feel like I'm on candid camera right now. And I giggled a non-threatening giggle, like someone's watching to see who'll report the person or tell them not to do what they're doing. I smiled again and nodded toward the sign. Ms. Rulebreaker looked confused and mumbled something like, "Uh, yeah, okay, and kept drying her hair. A woman of about 45, she looked like she could have been a school teacher or a librarian, so I expected more from her. But I wasn't about to make a bigger deal than I'd already made of the situation, so I left to help Mike prep the trailer for our departure. Now, if any of you have seen the Chevy Chase movie Christmas Vacation, you will appreciate the visual I saw. Empty in the shitter, he said as I came around the corner. (laughs) It's the last step before locking up. And uh, I took the opportunity to grouse to Mike after making fun of him and wishing I had my camera out. (laughs) They have the same signs in the men's room, too, he told me, though he thought it was weird. Maybe they have problems with circuit breakers. Well, I guess the lady I just saw in the bathroom believes the rules don't apply to her. No sooner had I uttered the words than the very same rule breaker walked around our trailer, hairdryer in hand, and glared at me. And just so you know, she said, the signs say, no hair dying. She turned in a huff and walked away. (laughs) Oh, man, I was so embarrassed. I wanted to run after her and say, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm an author. I'll write something funny about this. But Mike suggested that she might be an author, too. And the words, 
she'd use to describe me might not be so funny. (laughs) Yes, I was a sanctimonious ass, but come on, absolutely no hair dyeing just doesn't make sense in an RV campground bathroom, does it? And in the men's room too? And I finished my piece with, well, at least now I know, should I ever decide I need to touch up my roots while camping. And I also know I need to read signs more closely and speak more softly in public places. Oh my gosh, I was just so embarrassed because there I was. I knew I was right. I was trying to school her. I was <laughs> I was wrong. She was right. I oh my goodness, it was it was embarrassing. I'll probably never see her again at a campground. It's not like I ran after her and gave her one of my bookmarks like I do to most people when I when I meet new people. <laughs> there are all kinds of funny signs too as you're driving around or walking around. We were in Scotland with some friends last year near a nursing home and there was a sign with a what looked to be a really slouched over, over old woman following a slouched man and i know that the intention was that it looked like she was holding the man's hand however it really looked like she was <laughs> goosing him shall we say <laughs> it looked like she was goosing him it was pretty funny uh how about around uh, in neighborhoods, you see the slow children playing signs. Those always made me question the sign makers. How about the one that says speed bumps ahead and right under that, when children are present? <laughs> There's a, a road sign called New Life Lane, and it has dead end under it. <laughs> My favorite, of course, goes way back to when I was a youngster. Big old sign over a gas station. You've probably seen it too. I think we were heading up to New Hampshire when I saw this one. New Hampshire, since I'm from New England. It says, eat here and get gas. I know you've seen that one. (laughs) Always, always a funny one. Anyway, signs. I'd like to know what signs you find amusing. I would love to hear any stories that you might have about misreading something, perhaps, and embarrassing yourself because it's always funny when you hear how other people embarrass themselves. (laughs) Well, if you enjoyed today's episode or any of my episodes, please subscribe to Alligator Preserves on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends about it. I would love your comments and I'll be happy to respond. You can find my show notes with links and photos on my website at leadvillaurel.com and join me next week, next time, when I will introduce you to my very first interviewee. Very excited about this, a fresh new author, and we'll see what she has to say about this new age of writing and signs and words and all of that. I had marmalade on my gluten-free toast this morning. How about you? See you next time. Bye. Alligator Preserves is hosted and produced by Laurel McCard, with technical support provided by her husband, Mike McCard. Follow her on her website at leadvillelaurel.com, where she writes about life, real, and imagined. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy her books. Find her work at amazon.com.